powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. <sighs> well, the Calgary Flames probably deserved a better fate than what was handed to them tonight, but um, they don't come away with the win. And, and we're not surprised because it's Audi covering a game over Calgary where the Flames lose, and that's not a surprise around these parts anymore. I seem to cover more losses than I do wins, but I digress. Welcome to a Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. Thank you so much for sticking around, and I hope you had a great holiday. This is uh, our first show back since uh, the Christmas uh, season, which has come and gone, and uh, I hope everybody had a safe and fun and, and ate all the food and drank all the drinks and, you know, responsibly, of course, but I hope everybody had a great time. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. I will add my parlay tonight did not hit. It was heavily reliant on some good uh, Calgary Flames points. That did not happen. Uh, bet pregame, live in play, or on one of, one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And if you or anybody you know has any issues with gambling, uh, please be sure to check the show notes and uh, reach out and get help as needed. There are lots of resources out there. Um, and please use them if you or anybody you know needs them. Uh, and before we go any further, I'm going to introduce our guest today. Hello, Jess. How are you? Hi, Audie. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. Like I said, it was such short notice, but um, I'm happy to have you as, as always. It's it's always a great time when you and I get to uh, chop it up and talk some Flames hockey. It absolutely is. And I'm so excited to be making my game over debut um, a few months earlier than expected. I know. I know. I have, you, I have you on the docket for a few and I was like, uh, can we get you in a little earlier? Yeah. Yeah. I was leaving work when I got your text and I was like, let's go. Let's like, do it. Might as well. I'll be awake anyway. So yeah. I knew you were, I knew, I knew damn well you were going to be watching the game. So I figured, uh, I figured why not? So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a game where so much and so little happened at the same time. Yes. I think that at least for my money, it was a pretty entertaining game. But at the same time, like, man, I said it in the intro, but did they ever deserve a better fate than what was handed to them tonight at the Saddle Dome? Yeah. That it, was that was brutal. Ah, uh, So frustrating. And, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. We're going to talk about our Flames and the good and the bad that we saw in tonight's game. But I got to give a whole lot of credit and a pat on the back to Stuart Skinner. As much as it pains me to do so, that man single-handedly kept the Oilers in this game from the start. Because through the first 40, it wasn't particularly close who the better team was. Right? Through 40 minutes, Calgary was far and away the better team. But that 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 man uh, in the crease for Edmonton kept them in, and uh, and and he deserves all the credit in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because I on today's podcast I was talking about how you know like if there's ever a game to bet the over on, it's a battle of Alberta because the goalies just turned to mush, and I was <laughs> like, this was a true Daryl Sutter. Two to one hockey game. It was and a I low felt event so game. Foolish. Yeah. It's so dumb. 
As do I. As I as I mentioned before, I I put a parlay in that was yep. heavily reliant on a lot of people putting up a lot of points, and that's probably my fault for for putting in a parlay that had so many goddamn legs to it. But um, uh, and our friends at Sports Interaction are sure happy that I did put that bet in. That uh, that oh, I'm sure. th- they're sleeping a little comfortably uh, with with my loss tonight. So um, uh, to our friends at Sports Interaction, I love you. Um, I won't say anything bad about you at all. It was all my fault. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those, like I don't know. It's hard to explain because because like you said, you expect a battle of Alberta to be mm-hmm. well, like we saw in the playoffs, lots of goals. Right. Jacob Markstrom maybe battling his demons against a team that had his number in you know that that series against Edmonton that didn't go very well in which it kind of sent him in a downward spiral and he's kind of mm-hmm. found his game which is great to see but it wasn't expected I thought for sure it was going to be another high scoring game lots of pace lots of intensity and yeah. while there was pace and and maybe some intensity goals were not coming as expected. And like I said, Skinner had a lot to do with it. But I want to know your two cents on how Jacob Markstrom played because as much as we can say, at least from, from what I saw, at least, as much as we can say Stuart Skinner kept the Oilers in this, had it not been for Jacob Markstrom making some clutch saves and some timely saves throughout this game and kind of finding where he uh, finding his game again, we've, we've continually seen him get better. Tonight was incredibly impressive. He made some very timely saves on some good chances. And I just want to know what you think about that too. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Jacob Markstrom tonight looked like old Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Not the Jacob Markstrom that we saw against the Oilers though. Like just against everyone else. And I think that Mackenzie Weger definitely definitely helped him out a little bit there mm-hmm. and of course you know you have that Backlund Coleman and Mangiapane line that have that just that two-way effectiveness and played a big role but again I thought that Markstrom just looked comfortable he looked confident and it's again I said oh start Vladar you don't want to shake up Markstrom too much thinking like he's gonna let in like 17 goals <laughs> And even though they lost, even I will say this, even though the Flames lost, like, and it is upsetting, I don't really think we have anyone to blame besides the two things. Number one, this kills me. That Mangiapane penalty. That was that bad. That sent the game spiraling in Edmonton's favor. And then the post. Oh. The stinking post. I don't think I've ever seen a game where a puck has hit the post that many times. The Flames have to lead the league in posts hit this they season. Must. To fully they hit must. one, to fully hit a, at least one tonight. He's probably hit, he hit 50 all three. year. Yeah. yeah. And he just he just can't seem to well, I mean he's been scoring too, which is good, but he just can't seem to not hit the post. It's like, you know, the Flames are playing to fully's going to hit the post at some point <laughs> in the game. Um but I love what you said about Uyghur because I feel the same way. I think Mackenzie Uyghur had one of his better games. He was mm-hmm. great up until the uh, the power play at shutting down McDavid. And I know there's probably going to be some people. I'm thankful that game over Edmonton is going on as well. So all the Oilers fans are probably oh, over yeah. there. Um, probably just chirping the living shit out of Elias. Or was it? No, it was Uyghur. Who, yeah, the knee on knee. Um, I want to quickly, before we talk more about Uyghur, 
I'm not even trying to be a homer. I just think that that play with McDavid, he does that so often where he, and, and it's a skill where he's able to pivot and change direction, not lose as much speed. He doesn't lose an edge or nothing. Yeah. That's a super fast play. Mackenzie Weger was square to him until that pivot happened a split second before he was going to throw his body in front. And if you actually watch the replay, the initial contact is body to body and the knee yeah. is just an after after effect as I think McDavid kind of in stride put his knee in that position. I don't think it was a clear-cut knee on knee. Like I I don't think it was that egregious and I think that's why there was no call. That and I also think that Mackenzie Weger is smart enough to not make knee on knee contact mm-hmm. number one with Connor McDavid uh number two in a regular season game but number three at that speed oh yeah because not only is that a you know and causing a potential injury to the opponent which like not to say, oh, yeah, like, whatever, but you're probably not super concerned about that. But yourself as well. And, again, why are you going to risk that? This other... Okay, take that out of the equation, that play. I think that this is Mackenzie Weger's best game of the season. I would agree with you. Even though, like, it wasn't what it looked like. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know what you're saying. I get... I I Because I, that's how I'm... Like, there's I can't really put it into words. But... yeah. I think he was stapled to McDavid for the majority of the game tonight. He got his yeah. stick, you know, he he played hard on him. Um and I mean up until honestly, up until that power play goal, you hadn't seen a whole lot at that point. That was his first shot of the game and and that was, you know, it was a good shot and he scored. But that was the only shot on goal. Um the over was set at three and a half for McDavid tonight wow. uh for shots on goal and um yeah, like you, you just expect more from that kind of player. And I'm not, again, not being a homer because I know this show is called Game Over Calgary. But up until that point, I, I don't think like McDavid was pretty invisible. And I think a lot of that had to do with, like you said, the backland line, who I thought matched up pretty well against. And even Oilers fans uh, leading up into this game said, I know Daryl Sutter doesn't line match, but you got to get the you got to get the backland line out there. I think that's your best chance at shutting down McDavid. And sure as shit, his line goes out there, does a good job shutting him down. Mackenzie Weger stapled to him every time he's on the ice, and up until that power play goal, ninety seven was pretty invisible. And I think again that speaks to the talent and capability of this Flames team that we have been searching for. I feel like this entire season, and tonight mm-hmm. it it was tangible. You know, especially, you know, like, you go play those four games against, like, mid-teams, but then you go play against a team that, yeah, has less points than you, like, one less point than you, but also has Connor McDavid. And you look at that roster as a whole, and yeah, there are some talented guys on that team, but what what are you doing to shut down Connor McDavid, who could go out and score 10 goals against you if he wanted to? And tonight just kind of cemented that this team is capable of shutting down top end players. Oh yeah, and and that's that was their kryptonite in the playoffs, right? They couldn't, yes. they could not stop McDavid. They could not stop a beach ball, and those well, were two things. Sorry, go ahead. That's because Sutter wouldn't play the the backland line against McDavid. He, yeah, the line matching was was not a thing. 
And oh my God. flashbacks. I got to be fun. honest. I, yeah, seriously. Like, let's go all the way back to that awesome time and then that summer that followed uh when nothing happened in calgary flames nothing land. at all yeah nothing of nothing of note happened in calgary flames land at that point but um yeah two things that it, you know were were kind of the the thorn in the side of calgary's in that playoff run that seemingly were really good tonight where it was was the goaltending and was shutting yeah. down Connor mcdavid up until like i said that power play goal but even aside uh, that aside after that power play goal, you didn't really see much of 97. At least no. nothing nothing worthwhile of 97. No. I, you know, I'd have to agree there. And I just, I, I, again, if Mangiapane doesn't take that penalty, I don't think McDavid's scoring that, at least. I know. That. I know. It's hard. It's so hard to say because hindsight is, is what it is. Um but that was a freaking egregiously bad penalty to take. There's no, there's no arguing that. I know he was trying to, he was trying to bicker on he his way to the box. Better. That was, and, and and the worst part about it was he kind of did it twice, and yeah. I think the ref kind of let it slide the first time because they just like you know they, they kind of let them play for the most part tonight. Yeah, um, definitely. The first one he kind of let slide, but then he did it again, and that was like, look, man, like I gave you, like arm goes up, like I gave you the first one. What are you doing here again? Um, but you know you can't really argue that that was that was pretty clear cut uh, as a penalty there. But before we head any further, um, we got thirty five people watching us live right now on the SDPN YouTube channel. Hello to all thirty five of you. Thank yes, you hello. for stopping by. Um, algorithm is a thing on YouTube. I have been out of YouTube for so long, but apparently likes help, sharing helps, positive comments help. Um, so even like the stream, dislike, yeah. Even if you if you don't it into the algorithm as interaction, yeah. If you don't like it, but we, we hope you do. If you don't like it, then give us the thumbs down. Yeah. We won't see it because YouTube has this thing where you can't have your feelers hurt, so you can't see the down <laughs> votes. Um, but yeah, like, share, uh, put it on your favorite social media. We have such a good group of of like core viewers that keep coming back and sharing. So we want to keep that uh, keep that coming here. So be sure to share. Uh, on Twitter, and we will get into some of the chat right now. Um, where are we going to start here? AZ Sports Guy, hey Audi, just dropping a like and questioning a Coyotes W. Yeah, they beat the they beat the Avs tonight, which they was did? yeah that also screwed my parlay. I had All a four right. game parlay. I had a four game parlay. Uh, you, you know who else? Ironically enough, your Bruins, um, <laughs> which we're not going to talk about. I, I can't even. I'm sure Maude on Game Over uh, Ottawa had a good time with that one. I think she oh was God. hosting tonight. But um, yeah, the the Bruins screwed me. The Avs screwed me. The Leafs clutched it in overtime, and I and I hit the early payout with Carolina because they went up by three. But it doesn't yeah. matter because the other two teams lost. So um, don't take sports betting advice from me. Um, <laughs> Calgary, the place where offense goes to die. Um, I kind of feel that to some to some level. Uh, Matt saying, I feel that Ruzichka is wasted on a fourth line. I want to get into that. We're going to go through some more comments. Jess, remind me, because I'm going to inevitably forget that when I we're know. done this, we got to talk about Ruzichka and we got to talk about Lucic because there's two things that we need to bring up. Um, <laughs> the Jets are worse than the Flames. Um, probably Uyghur's best game of the year. He seemed to be everywhere, and he was finally getting into plays and lugging the mail up the ice. That one coming from Chucky underscore 23. That's a very solid point. 
Um, <laughs> Lindsay, I'd be okay with the season not being over yet, but spring magically here. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I feel that. It was minus 40 in Calgary last week. Um, that sounds horrible. It was, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, I but it's like, like minus 20 or something. Yeah. I was doing the math the other day for something and it is cold. That's it's cold. <laughs> uh, Conrad dropping by saying, hi, Audi. I hurt circle K day one over. I am. I hope that you rest your vocal cords. Uh, there's this tournament in Calgary. Called, it used to be called the max, the max U18 AAA tournament. Uh, and it's this big prestigious elite tournament that that happens in calgary but since max no longer exists and circle k is now it's called the circle k classic so conrad you're doing great work doing the play-by-play at the circle k um a couple more here um let's see here are we really getting goalied over and over all season or are we just doing a terrible yes. job of generating actual scoring chances and just putting low percentage shots aaron you bring up a great point because another thing that i've noticed up until, I don't know, this game, I didn't see it as much. Mind you, because they were taking better chance. They had better chances, but they were getting goalied, essentially. The Flames, up until this point, have been generating a lot of shots from the perimeter. And I don't know, and, and, I've, and I've questioned it on the show time and time again. I don't know if it's teams defending them well, or if it's just the Flames trying to increase more perimeter shots and not get high danger chances kind of in that trapezoid and diamond in front of the net. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it could be a combination. It's a great point because I think tonight, I think tonight they did get goalied. Um, and Chucky. 200%. Yeah. And Chucky underscore 23 with a great follow-up. They throw everything on net from any angle with zero traffic at the net. Super frustrating. Um, and that's exactly, exactly speaks to the point of taking those, low danger perimeter shots trying to hope for a rebound nothing you know the goalie can see it from the entire blue line to to his crease no traffic no nothing so i think it's a combination of getting goalied but also for the most part this season not generating those good chances 100 percent, and they don't have someone playing down low in front of the net they Mm -hmm. don't have that and one thing that i've 200 percent noticed throughout the season throughout the 32 games is they're missing that behind the net presence and that net front presence. Oh, I wonder hmm. where they went. Who are those? Who could those be? Wouldn't be, wouldn't be, wouldn't be 19 to 13. Now would it? No, never, <laughs> never heard of it. Oh but man. Noah Hannafin, I will say had some great skill showcase i don't know he's been good it's midnight he looked great it's tonight. late for you i will yes. say that <laughs> it's late <laughs> for you any any blunders it's we've got to blame it on yeah it's midnight and and audi audi called you late audi hit you with yeah, the you no, up text like, <laughs> afterwards like, that's the thing like it's just like it is so obvious with what this team is missing and what they not even what they're used to because this is a completely different roster but just what I guess, yeah, like what they're missing because that is what they need to score. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. They're missing. They're missing their finishing. Their scoring is not yes. there. They they're not finishing on on the few chances that they get. Uh, they're not generating anything high danger. Um, Park someone in front of the net. 
And I think, ah, God, we'll, we'll get into Lucic because I think, you know what, we'll do it right now and we'll talk about Ruzic after. I think that's what they're trying to do with Milan Lucic. And if that's the case, I think Daryl Sutter listens to the show because, and if you're listening, Coach, thank you for listening. And uh, I'm sorry if hey, I've ever said anything. I'm sorry if I've ever said anything bad about you on the show. And in, yeah. in Sutter, we trust, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think that's what they're trying to do with Milan Lucic on the power play, which, you know, you can speak to because it worked when he was a Bruin. It worked in 2011. That was a decade ago. (laughs) Exactly. And that's, and I'm, and I don't want to defend it, but I think that's what they're trying to do on that line with, with Kadri and, and Huberto on the power play. You saw it a little bit today where he's, he's kind of parks in front of that. He gets down low. Look, Milan Lucic is is not the guy you want down low in front of the net. He's not going to he's not going to generate nothing in a high danger chance. He's literally just going to put he he's just parking his big ass in front of the net with his big bulky shoulder right. pads and and being big scary man to uh to the goalie. Right. But he's not even really doing that. But I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make him big scary man park in front of the net and uh and and generate some chances down low but he's not that guy you know insert you're not that guy you're not that guy that's the thing it's like i think everyone has kind of gotten over like lucic being that guy because it hasn't he hasn't been that guy Mm -hmm. in quite some time so obviously that intimidation factor is gonna wear off and you'll look at how he went 70 something games without a goal and you're like oh okay yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And and this, you know, left-handed penman in the chat says, Luch looked good tonight. That line looked fine. You can't hang this one on them. I'm not. I, no. we've, we've quite literally told you why we thought this game ended the way it did. And it's nothing to do with that. I'm simply telling you what I think Milan Lucic playing in the top six is providing other than... And that's nothing. It's, it's not great. And I think that experiment kind of needs to end. Um, and, and that kind of leads into our talk about Adam Ruzicka, who, uh, by the way, Lindsay says, and we're going to try this right quickly here, you and I, say Ruzicka 10 times fast. Ruzicka, 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 you know when you say a word so many times that you're like this isn't a real word anymore yeah like by the fourth time i was like i was like speaking right my brain was like this is not a this is not computing this is not a real word um so we did it um sorry read a couple comments before we get into the ruzichka talk uh, Lucic is so slow on the Kadri not line. Well, why not Ruzicka, which is a good point for Monty. Um, James Johnson says hello to both of us. And Timo Hi, Meyer JJ. would Timo Meyer would save us, but we don't have the assets for him stuck in the middle. Um, JJ was at the game tonight, so he got to witness this I'm firsthand. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, JJ. Um, Jeff says Oilers fan here. Lucic can't be on the PP. He doesn't screen. He stands beside the net. Thank you, Oilers fan Jeff. Thank you me. got a point there, pal. Thanks for being um, nice. Uh, to get Timo Meyer would cost a first and Peltier. Yeah, more than that because you need the cap space to bring it in, uh, bring that contract in. Um, Audi, my love, I wish I could keep my eyes open. <laughs> Each light gets us closer to firing Lucic into the sun. That's Conrad's tagline. Every time, 
I do the call to action to like and share. He says, every <laughs> like means we're one st- is, is one piece of popcorn in Milan Lucic's bag in the press box. So this oh hasn't this hasn't turned into a Milan Lucic hate show. It's no, that's just- what Locked on Flames is for. <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit, too. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't see what I don't see the harm in in trying Rizicka back in that. I can't even say the name now with because right. we said it so many damn times. Getting Rizicka back in, uh, playing some top six minutes. He didn't look out of place. Daryl was a hard marker on him, and Daryl Sutter is a hard marker on everybody. Right. Matthew Phillips is sent back down again. Um, but I digress. Um, I don't think that hurts. What, what, what say you about trying Rizicka maybe in Lucic's place? Why didn't he just do a quick swaparoo today? Because Lucic has four points in three games on the line with Huberto and Kadri. That's why Jess. See, look at the competitors who you were playing against, and now who you played against tonight, and um, who you're playing against tomorrow in Seattle. Like it's just. I really think that those four games created a false sense of hope mm-hmm. for anyone. I think it's just Daryl Sutter at this point <laughs> riding the Milan Lucic top six train because yes, it's fantastic. He had those points. It's fantastic. He had those goals, but guess what? It's crunch time. It's time to start winning games. It's time to stop this line jumbling and, all the shenanigans it is time to send it send it full send send it straight forward um and that's you know great points from you again uh about that and matthew with another great point in this comment section said flames could have used a goal scorer like matthew phillips tonight i'm not gonna beat the matthew phillips drum too much more because i think everybody's getting sick and tired of me talking about it which is fair but um, I will say this. I don't think Matthew Phillips got the shot that he deserved. And oh. we barely saw a fraction of what Matthew Phillips could probably bring and probably do uh, for this team. So I hope to God a recall is imminent or I don't know. I, I just hope they give him another shot. I just fear Daryl Sutter will never, ever put this man in the lineup again. And that's the scary part about Matthew Phillips is that I just don't know if we're going to see him ever again. Right. And especially when you have your coach saying, well, he's not a fourth line player. Why would I play him in the fourth? Don't play him on the fourth line. Put him in Lucic's spot. Exactly. If you're okay playing Milan Lucic in a top six role, why aren't you okay with playing a kid who's not even a kid? He's in early to mid twenties at this point in the top six role, who has proven himself recently, not a decade ago. HL's leading scorer at the recall. So we'll see what happens. seasons in a row. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, Obviously, my allegiance to Matty Phillips goes further than just him on the ice. Obviously, JJ, if you're still here, we had the privilege to talk to him twice. Super cool guy. Just like... So nice. And and like the last time I reached out to him was during the season. And I was like, I, I was texting him. I'm like, hey, so <laughs> I know it's the middle of the season, but would you want to hop on for a quick chat? 
And he was like, yeah, man, no problem. And it's like, you know, that's just the kind of guy he is. Like, he's just, he's, he's, yeah. he's, and he, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. He's, he's great. from Calgary. He's, he's a right? Calgary boy. Yeah. He's, he's a Calgary boy. Um, yeah, no, left-handed penman. We never said that he played on the bottom. We said that that's what Sutter said was that he wouldn't yeah. play on the fourth line, which he didn't. And, and that's exactly, it's exactly what, um, is exactly our point is that you don't put him in on the fourth line. Um, Cause again, that's not giving him a fair shot. Right. Uh, and Lindsay saying Daryl Sutter loves his guys. James Johnson following that up with Maddie. Okay. Um, we're going to put out a last call for questions, comments. If you have any questions you want to uh, ask Jess about uh, her stuff that she's got going on, locked on flames and, and all the other endeavors, million hats that, that this uh, this woman wears is crazy, but uh, but but I'm sure you wouldn't have it any other way, right? <laughs> you say I wouldn't, you say with the coffee in your hand and two hours I of have sleep. My water. I <laughs> yeah. I was good. I ha- I had water because like I have a ten hour day tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, and that's before recording and editing my podcast. So I'm like trying to be uh, as quick to bed as possible. <laughs> that's why I that's why I felt so bad when I I texted you. I'm like, "Oh man, I forgot. She literally does everything." No, oh I would have been awake watching anyways. So That's like, fair. That's fair. Um yeah. that's that's very fair. But uh let's see here uh, whatever anybody do we get any more uh comments? New Bubba would have uh, oh boy. New Bubba would have been a star when I reffed him when he was 12. Oh, you're talking about, uh, yeah, Maddie Phillips. Where's the Bubba nickname from? Because I, I remember someone calling him Bubba. Is it from uh, Grandpa Don? Is it from his Grandpa Don? If Matthew, if you can if you can confirm, um, please let me know. Why not bring up Zeri or Peltier? Wouldn't be opposed to either of those. Good question. Wouldn't Honestly, be opposed to either of those. These are things I wonder, especially with um Sutter's son captaining the Wranglers why like do, do they have these conversations over dinner or <laughs> breakfast yeah. who should you call up uh not any of the good guys yeah like <laughs> it's just I don't know it feels like a weird conflict of interest not really I promise I'm not like <laughs> conspiring I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh jj says shout out to the saddle dome for being loud for once i'm glad to hear it wasn't the silent dome tonight uh conrad following that up with jj did they do the wave james saying no wave so another night in which no wave wins baby let's go um my shirt my my shirt my my jam your jam it's okay it's it's late remember what i said earlier about if you have a if you have a blunder i hope matthew coronado was the real deal when he comes up monty i would expect him to sign after his harvard year which is when's that going to be done like may march april may may oh, yeah i don't know you tell me you you know probably more about this stuff than i do i think the collegiate season goes until march is it is it i was going to say is it similar to like junior because, cause like, the Junior so. A team I, I work for is, is March. And I think yeah, it's pretty they, similar. They have the bean pot in March, which is, like, all the schools in Boston compete. Um, But I feel like it's March or very early April. I love that it's called the bean pot. I love that. <laughs> it's a very big deal. Like, 
<clears throat> Charlie McAvoy still shows up and like that's awesome it's crazy that's so fun um yeah left-handed penman saying sutter watch wranglers games for that reason brett um i don't know if that's necessarily true if it's just for brett but he is at every game we were in a suite a few down from him the last wranglers game i was at and i walked past his suite and i was like i'm doing it i'm like i had this big burst of confidence i looked at my my brother was with me i said owen i'm gonna go say hi to daryl sutter i'm gonna go shake his hand and so i walked past the boot as i'm walking up to their uh entrance to their suite because there's like doors right yeah and as i'm walking up to the door brad Living walked out and i'm like okay all right we're we're gonna try this another time but we walked we walked past them anyways and daryl was at the door and i'm like ha so we walked back did a loop came back around and i chickened out from saying hi to daryl sutter and brad Living. so um this was great jess we talked about a lot of good stuff but we didn't talk nearly enough about you. So the floor is yours. Please tell everybody what you're doing, what you're up to. We have, we have three, four minutes. So I hope that's enough time to talk about everything that yeah. you're doing uh, um, and, and, and where people can find you, please. The floor is yours. Yeah. Use this time. So I host a daily Calgary flames podcast called locked on flames. Tomorrow's episode is going to be recapping this game and pretty much everything we talked about here. Um, but it's going to be posted later because I have a very busy day with my new job and my current part-time job because bills. And um, so come hang out with me, Locked On Flames. We're on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, I, I just like talking about hockey. Um, yeah. You've got to be missing something. Players Association? Probably. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um I come on I had to remind you the premier hockey federations players association um and you should definitely follow our socials it's nwhlpa uh because we are formerly the national women's hockey league players association but you can't change your twitter handles if you want to keep your verification badge so we're just rolling with the punches here um Lots of fun stuff, mainly active on Instagram, and that's uh, NWHLPA. Lots of good stuff. I'm We're hoping to have the website up and running right after the new year. So. That's awesome. Lots lots of good stuff. Uh, and you can also check her out on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I knew we were missing right. something uh, on Twitter for the time being until it inevitably goes to shit. The next game over uh, for all of you lovely Flames fans will be on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. The Flames playing a back-to-back against the Seattle Kraken. You guessed it. I'll be your host for that one tomorrow. No guest as of right now, but I'm sure we can change that very, very soon. So be sure to, um, uh, before you go, like the stream. Um, it's too late to share it because we're about to go off. If you're listening on playback, whatever podcatcher you're listening from, be sure to give us a good rating there. Um, Game over NHL, all the other lovely hosts. I know that uh, I think Kaya was on for the, or no, Sam was on tonight for Vancouver. We had Avery for uh, Edmonton and our friends over in Toronto. It was a good night for Game Over. So be sure to check out all their shows and uh, give us a rating on your favorite preferred podcatcher. And as for Game Over Calgary, I will catch you guys tomorrow in the post game against the Seattle Kraken. Thank you so much, pals, for stopping by. We'll see you tomorrow. Be safe, and we'll talk to you then. Game Over! 
powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.